Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. I watched the Dixie Darlings uh, Saturday. You two guys are not the Dixie Darlings. You've worked with the Dixie Darlings. You've and, known uh, the Dixie you Darlings. Are no Dixie it's Darlings. time to apply, I think. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. New week, short week. We'll be off Thursday and Friday, but we've got lots to talk about. Uh, today and the rest of the week. Going to talk a little football, of course, here in a moment. Here from head football coach Will Hall. One of the most exciting basketball games I've seen in a long time took place Friday night. We're going to talk about that a little later in the show. And then, of course, Lee Roberts will join us. And then Nathan's here in the studio. So Nathan actually witnessed a Saints victory yesterday, and uh, we'll talk to him about that. But first of all, of course, the news right now, the Golden Eagles lose another tough game. This one to South Alabama by the score of 27-20 after leading uh, – well into the fourth quarter, the Golden Eagles dropped. They were 5-3 and three at one point, now 5-5 five and five with one game left on the schedule. Big disappointment, obviously, and uh, big disappointment to the head football coach. Here's what he had to say immediately after the game. Yeah, another tough loss for us. You know, I think uh, I think we're going to end up playing five teams this year that are going to win nine games or more. We, we beat one of them. We took the other four to the wire. You know, where it was either finished a one-score game or it was a one-score game with minimal time left. And uh, that's kind of where we are. You know, we've taken this program to where we're uh, not a very good program to a program that's very respectable, no matter how good of an opponent we play. And uh, it's disappointing. Uh, You know, when you look at the stats, you know, we had more first downs, time of possession we had more. I think it really came down to explosive plays. They made them. And we didn't. And when you really think about it, we had two of them that were right there. You know, we had Brownlee uh, late, you know, on a, on a, on a deal where, where he, he should have caught the ball. He'll tell you that he should have caught it. And we had him deep one more time where we missed him by by an inch. And if we hit one of those two, we'd probably win the game. You know, and, uh, and we didn't hit either one of them. And I thought they made some explosive plays because we moved the ball. Like I said, we had more first downs. Uh, we were good in the red zone. Uh, we were decent on third down. We, we, we dominated time. Well, not dominated, but we won time of possession. Uh, we were awesome on fourth down. Uh, you know, we just uh, had some opportunities to make some explosive plays. It didn't make them, and I thought they did. And that's a credit to South Isle. I thought they did a really good job creating explosive plays. Uh, I was disappointed in our kickoff cover team uh, for the first time this year. I thought we did not cover kicks well. I thought that gave them the short field a few times. And, uh, but it was a hard-fought game versus a really good opponent that I think is 9-2 right now, and we lost by one score. And, uh, you know, we've done that a lot this year. 
You know, we lost by one score to Coastal. It was a one-score game with Troy with six minutes to go. And, uh, you know, we beat Tulane. We took Liberty to four overtimes and lost by one score. So we've made great strides with this program. Uh, we've only won five games. We'd like to win more than that. We're going to win more than that very soon. Very soon. All right. Coach Hall also asked about a uh, a situation late in the game. Five minutes, 30 seconds left in the game. It's a three-point game. Golden Eagles with the football at midfield face a fourth and six and uh, elected not to punt the ball to South Alabama but go for it on fourth and six from midfield. Did not did not uh, get it, and uh, that seemed to be the uh, last hurrah for the Golden Eagles. Here's what he had to say about that decision. Well, I felt like that we needed – I felt like – we needed, we needed to get the first down right there. And I felt like if we didn't with six minutes to go and three timeouts, that we would have time to stop them and get it back. Where if we, you know, punted to them right there. And, hey, man, pro- now that we didn't get it, I wish I'd have punted. You know what I'm saying? But I just felt like the way they were moving the ball offensively and how many snaps our defensive had, I felt like we needed to stay on the field. And with six minutes to go and the amount of possessions that were left, I felt like if you punt it and they go on a long drive, you're not going to ever get the ball back with any chance. I felt like if you if you get it, we're going to win the game. If you don't get it and they drive it and score, you still got a chance with analytics to to to, to score, get it back, and have time, which we did. We scored. If we get that onside kick, we're going to have a Hail Mary to get it. Where if we punt it and they keep the ball, we're never going to get it back. Does that make sense? But really it came down to I thought we had a play that we could get open on them. They went man. Uh, we had a play to our Z receiver. I thought we could get it open on them and hit it. And uh, and we just didn't get it done. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so that is what it is. All right, Luke Johnson, uh, disappointing loss, no question. Uh, your overall thoughts about the game? I was proud of the defense. Uh, they made several stands. I thought one of the early turning points, that, to me, the second quarter was, was rough. Uh, at, you know, at, you get inside the five again. This is what this comes down to. Last week's loss, this week's loss, the first loss of the year. You can't score inside the five-yard line. And, uh, you know, Southern Miss had it first and seven at the seven. Um, and I have to basically uh, bring Bourgeois in to kick a 22-yard field goal. Later in the, uh, the second quarter, Eagles had an opportunity to just kind of run the clock out. Uh, punt it. South Al comes back down. Uh, Quiwan makes that. I mean, that was an unbelievable interception. Diving. He looked like a, a receiver. And gives the offense the ball back at 107, and they go three and out. And South Al is able now to uh, take a 13-10 to 10 lead. So you look at being in mid-second quarter up 14-3, to three, and it switches, and you find yourself down 13-10 to 10 at the half. But but he said in the comments that you just heard that he that that inside the red, red zone, uh, he said he thought the team did you know did pretty well. So uh, I and I guess I guess you know reading between the lines that means you got some points out of it. But three points in in these situations with these big games like this, three points is not what, well, you, what you're there for. It's you know? so if you if you look at the development, the Liberty game was turnovers inside. Not only did you score, you turned the ball over. Um, last week against Coastal was you get inside three times. I mean, they were at the two-yard line last week and came away with a field goal. So three times last week inside the the five, you get nine points, where if you get 
17 points. You win the football game this past week. I mean, the, the touchdown made the made all the difference in the world. You would be kicking the field goal late in the game, and and you can't you can't you know hypothesize about if they would have you know would the game have continued on as it would and everything. You can't do that. But what I am saying is that we left four points on the board. And you know we would have been we would have had a much better opportunity to tie the game late had we had those four more points. So in in two weeks now that Trey Lowe has been at the controls, Luke, uh, if you're assessing a report card like a regular grade school report card, A to F, where where would you give uh, Trey Lowe's uh, performance at the, you know after these last two games he started? I mean, last week I think he gets a a, a B plus A minus. I mean, probably an A minus. I mean, through close through close to three hundred yards. Uh, did did very well. Scrambled around. I give him an A minus last week. I'd probably give him a a, a, a B this week um, for the simple reason not a B plus. Uh, he did throw a pick, uh, but he he just overthrew. I mean, he didn't lose the game for you. And again, that's the thing with Trey Lowe. He he's he's a manager and he makes plays. And the the arm is very strong. It, it, just the one throw that he could you know have back is when he he overthrew Brownlee. Um, in the end zone, wide open. So yeah, I give him a B for the game. I mean, it. Here's the thing: the last two weeks, the quarterback position has not cost you the football game, and has actually helped you almost win the football game. All right, Nathan was in the locker room uh, gathering those sound bites for us uh, after the game Saturday. Describe, describe coach's demeanor. And, and what you saw out of him after the game Saturday. He's definitely frustrated, but you know how Will Hall is. He's always going to try and put a positive spin on everything. But, uh, you know, he's frustrated. He knows this team should have more wins than just five this season. There's been multiple games, like he said, that they were in, and they just, due to specific reasons, quarterback play, whatever you want to call it, they just couldn't get the job done. And uh, I think it's just frustrating to him. It's frustrating to the team. Like when Trey Lowe came in there, he was very quiet. Like he got so he, – he started talking to the media. He he barely said anything. He was just frustrated, you know. He's played these two games and played two of the best games of his career, and he just they can't get the job done. So they're frustrated. Right, right. Hindsight is always twenty twenty. He talked about the fourth down yep. call that he went for. Another hindsight question is, well, all right, if Trey Lowe had started earlier hmm. than these last two games – would that have made a difference? I contend not because the Georgia State game was an absolute laying of the egg. There was no way. I don't care who you would have started that game. That was that game was going to go the way it was going to go. But it's all coming down, you guys. We've, we've talked about every game. It's almost a, a dead horse now that every game has been the biggest game of the season. But now, buddy, you're not, just, you're not only looking at a winning record, but you're looking at beating a team that on paper is not as good as you and – a potential bowl bid is on the line. Big one, Bob, coming up. All right, guys, we're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Core Studio in Hattiesburg and Laurel this afternoon. We're glad you're with us. Dickie's Barbecue sponsors the opening segment of the Eagle Hour, and it is a great place for catering and for holiday catering. Now's the time to be reaching out to Dickie's. All right, some positives. Good student turnout. Yeah. I was. had some delicious blackberry cobbler during the game. It was really good. And men's basketball. That was one of the most yeah. exciting basketball games I've seen in a long time. We're going to talk about that when we come back. Lee Roberts also joining us later as the Super Talk Eagle Hour rolls along.
Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to Bob the hates, top. Bob hates his country. All right, here we go. Campus Bookmart sponsors the second segment of the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and we're glad they do. Miss Kathleen, such a great lady. Christmas stuff everywhere, Kelly Sander. Stock full of stuff, man. If you got an eagle on your Christmas list, there's no getting around it. Gotta I don't be. think there's any World Cup stuff there, though, Bob. I think it's all Southern Miss Thank stuff. Thank God. <laughs> Because I've heard more about the World Cup since we came on the air than I care to hear about. There's, there's the a whole match going though. on. Come I don't on. care. USA. I don't care. USA. I believe that we will win. I could care less. <laughs> Feel sorry for the Iranian players, though. They lost 6-2. to two. You know, Their government doesn't look too kindly on that, yes, that sort of stuff. Lord. Well, let's talk about something our listeners have interest in, and Please. that's Southern Miss basketball. and. Nathan, you saw the game Saturday night, didn't yep. you? Yes, I what did. What a basketball game. The uh, Golden Eagles were up 39-22 over a very good Liberty team. Mm-hmm. Packed arena. Beautiful facility, by the way. Yeah, it was. Huge atmosphere. So they're ahead uh, 39-22 going into the half. Liberty goes on a 26 to nothing run in the second half. They tie the game 52-52 with 9 minutes, 23 seconds left. Unbelievable. It was only the second lead of the game. They scored first in the game, and that was the next time that uh, they took a lead was with that uh, with that much time left. So they tie it. The Golden Eagles fight them off, mm. win this thing by, what, four points? And um, unbelievable. The Golden Eagles are now 4-0. They win 76-72. Electric atmosphere. Mm. Liberty shooting the lights out in the second half on that 26 to nothing run. But I got to tell you, Kelly Sander, this, this looks like a basketball team that can make some noise. Do you remember last January of January of this year, February, we made a case on this show for Jay Lander getting a fourth year. Uh, and I based it on the facts of his last job at, at Southeastern Louisiana, where the first three years were certainly not notable, but the fourth year dramatic turnaround. All right, he had, he had a year left on his contract anyway. So, you know, Southern Miss is not into buying out coaches. He's got a bad taste of that after that one football coach. So, Jay was going to be, all right, Coach Cardona comes in. They, he totally, re, with, with Coach Ladner, they, they totally revamped this team. Um, they bring in Hase, Felipe Hase. The real deal. Uh, well, and remember we said earlier that the players have said that this guy's skill set is, is unbelievable. They've never yeah. seen any guy like Felipe Hase. A big guy that shoots from the outside, can, can play power inside if he needs to. These players are sold on this team. They love the chemistry. Um, and I know, Eagle fans, when you, were, you saw that Liberty came back and tied this game, I know what all of you were thinking. Okay, here we go. Uh, it, was, it was all over the the internet yeah yeah we're gonna lose this game this is a different team you've got to see this team play there's nothing but full speed ahead with this team their passing is precision like now they're starting to believe we even thought maybe when coach cardona was on this show bob about a month ago and he said Mm -hmm. the eagles are gonna win the sun belt we all thought that perhaps he was medicated right 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 but they're good, man. But, they're a lot of fun to watch. Well, they, they gave up a 26 to nothing run, but I got to tell you, during that run, Liberty, <laughs> it was unbelievable, the threes yeah. they were making. Mm-hmm. There were plays where, where the Southern Miss defense just smothered the Liberty player, and they'd throw it up, and it'd go in from three points. So it was, uh, it was big. It, it reminded me of how exciting college basketball came But I think in the first half, the Eagles had like an 18 to nothing run or yeah. something. Oh, they were they shooting lights out. Yeah, Luke Johnson, this is a. Uh, this is a different-looking team. A lot of older players on the team. Took big advantage of the transfer portal. 
I can't wait to see them play in the Sun Belt and see how well they can compete. Yeah, I had to go back and watch highlights and, and others because we were, you know, we were covering high school football on, on Friday night. But I mean, how about Crowley? I mean, he had twenty five yeah, points. So I good. mean, he was four of eight from from downtown. And Hase, I, I, the the play for for me, not just the threes he hit, but did you guys see the fadeaway he hit yes, on, on the yes. near side? Yeah, I mean, yeah. at at the uh, the shot clock. I'll give a shout out to Nathan Lee. Um, for for some reason, Bob, like in the fourth quarter, I, I didn't get as many updates from the sideline, and so I know what Nathan was, <laughs> was doing. He was being pulled between yeah. high school football and Southern Miss basketball, so he covered the Eagle Hour or he for the Eagle Hour because when we went to post game, he showed me the score, and I was like, "Oh wow, we're about to win this one." And I, I tell you, that's a that's a statement win. A lot mm. of people don't realize Liberty's only uh, lost four games in their home court since the end of the 2018 season. Really? I think they're like 21 and four or something really? like that. And yeah, and so that that was a huge win. Did do we get any un- understanding like why they play in Lynchburg as part of the the Cancun tournament? I mean, it's because the Eagles went straight to Mexico right after that game. Mm-hmm. No, there was no explanation for that. But I, but I, I will say this with some observations about Liberty. Beautiful facility that they were playing in. Absolutely gorgeous. The fans. Thirty-five mil to build that. Packed to the rafters Thank with you. fans. Loud. I'm talking about fans into the basketball mm-hmm. game. To go in that environment and win, especially when the home team puts up a 26 to nothing run and the place is about to blow the roof off, and you can keep your composure and hang on and win that game. That's here's, pretty important. Here's another, here's another huge stat, and I would encourage you to, to watch it throughout the year. Golden Eagles, again, were in single digits in turnovers. Mm. So you, just what you talked about, Bob, big atmosphere, big crowd, lots of noise. They still only turned the ball over nine times. Right. They did it last week uh, on the road at Vanderbilt. They did it again. And, and to your point, that's experience age and a team that doesn't get rattled and that's why they're winning the game last year you know we would look they'd be 15 16 17 turnovers only nine on friday night they they pass the ball they pass the ball so well it's almost like the guys have glue on their hands or there's like they're sucking the ball in with their hands Mm -hmm. i mean the the precision passing on this team and as fast as they move it's remarkable but and you were talking about the skill set of hase you saw that fade away and, and these guys were talking about how he was Weatherspoon like. With all due respect to the great Clarence Weatherspoon, Spoon was not a fadeaway. That's that's a guy that's six ten that's shooting that stuff. Crowley was really big, and you know, Luke, who I felt the best for Friday night was uh, was DeAndre Pinkney. Oh, he's he's and, starting to show up, and he really played well. And here's a kid who who didn't take the easy way out, mm-hmm. and now he's a big part of this vastly improved basketball team. And uh, you got to feel good for that kid right there. Yeah, and and part of it is too, since he's one of the only ones left, you know, from from this class a couple years ago. He some of the pressure is off of him now with Hase, mm-hmm. and I think you're going to get in games where they're going to key in on Felipe, and DeAndre's going to have a big game. But I mean, he can focus on playing big down there, and he he really is. I mean, both both of them can shoot the three ball. Felipe's a, a little better. But I, I think the fact that you got two bigs down there um, with Hase's skill set, I think DeAndre in some ways can be more relaxed in, in these games and doesn't feel like he has it all yeah. in his and, shoulders. And Crowley, the kid from Ole Miss, big addition to the basketball team. He was lights out Friday night. He's got night. such good basketball IQ. He's so smart. Man, it was so court. much fun. Well, great, great, great job. And uh, and so the Golden Eagles are the, the, in uh, Cancun, and they're going to play Winthrop 
And that will be Tuesday, November 22nd. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. At, uh, that's tomorrow, yes. Tomorrow at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. And, and I saw some, some pictures of the basketball team on social media. The guys were playing in the swimming pool in Cancun and, hey, and cutting you know, up and good. having a good time. But meanwhile, the Lady Eagles, uh, they were in action Friday. And it was so cool. ESPN Plus had the men and the women. And so mm. I'm back and forth, back and forth. And uh, the Lady Eagles... Uh, they beat North Alabama 72-67. They needed that um, mm-hmm. after uh, what happened at Ole Miss. And they started out slow. They were down 10 to nothing uh, before they rallied. Still a, a really nicked-up team. Not a lot of the uh, the players that they're really hoping uh, uh, will, will be a big role on the floor right now. Uh, Morgan Dillard from Sanford, Florida, uh, made her first start and uh, did very well. She came in and, and played well. Uh, for the Lady Eagles, so uh, uh, she t- took Rose Warren's spot as a starter. Played 16 minutes, had 5.3 rebounds. Played well. Still got to get. Still got to get some of your some of your best players back on the floor, though. Yeah, I don't think Grayson played uh, the other night. I mean, we only played what eight players. Um, Lanny Cornfield right. had 15 off the bench, uh, but. What what didn't happen against Ole Miss? Dom Davis didn't shoot the ball well in the first half. When Dom Davis shoots the ball well, you're gonna you're, you're gonna win or have a great opportunity to win. Dom again nine of sixteen uh, from the free throw line, eight of fourteen from the floor, twenty five points for her. I'm looking to see here. Southern Miss plays Lamar Saturday at five p.m. Is that here? I'm not sure. I should have known. I apologize for that. But out. the guys will play what back to back on Tuesday and Wednesday uh, as part of that Cancun tournament so they've got another two games coming up this week so. the southern miss enjoys a much needed break until the lady eagle thanksgiving classic next friday at over 25th when they return to play at 3 p.m against Nichols, and then they'll play lamar on uh, november 26th so that'd be good basketball three straight uh, home games yeah three, three straight. straight home games all right we'll get to it in the fourth quarter we've got about 20 seconds left but nathan you and luke and myself, the newest member of the Saints fan base. Mm-hmm. We're, we're feeling a little better after yes. Sunday, am I right? And Andy Dalton looked like the best version of Andy Dalton I've ever seen him play. Like I like this little two QB system we got with Taysom. Well, a former Bengal. What yeah. would you expect? Yeah, exactly. Of course, we're here with a <laughs> Bengals fan. But no, it was a good win. Defense looked good. Saints uh, definitely improving. Which and look makes out. you feel you better. Ask. Yeah, it does. With with four wins, you can maybe be a division leader. Hey, Bob. Victory there's Monday. A, there's a a soccer match going on that involves your your country, your your place of citizenship. Just yeah. want to let you know. Right. That. Or as my friend James Wynn would say, English football. <laughs> Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, 4th Street Bar and Grill sponsors the third segment of the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and we're glad they do. It's a great place for you to have lunch. Great place to watch the game this weekend. If you're not going to make the trip over uh, into Louisiana, I'm sure they'll have the football game on at 4th Street Bar and Grill come Saturday afternoon. 
Remember, you hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast wherever you like on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, tune in, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation and Stump Taylor on the show tomorrow. Patrick McGee, we've got the uh, voice of uh, Louisiana Monroe, Mike Hammett, joining us. Wednesday, we'll have some player interviews uh, from what will be the last regular season practice where mm. media availability is there, and we'll have that for you uh, Wednesday on the Eagle Hour. Lee Roberts joins us every Monday after football season, and uh, we're always at uh, football games, I should say. We're always glad that he does. Okay, Lee, so a heartbreaker, uh, lose 27-20. to 20. Uh your your overall thoughts about the football game and and where you think maybe things went wrong? You know, just it's just been a couple hard weeks. It really has. I mean, you take a a team like South Alabama who's going to go on to have ten wins this year, and you know you lose by one score. You know, you go back to previous week, the same type thing against a very good coastal team that's going to have ten wins as well, and. You know, it's, it it, it kind of sounds like the same thing, man, just how close we are. And, you know, we, we really are. We're really, really close, I feel like. Um, you know, there's points in the games where you complete a deep ball to Brownlee, you know, one of three opportunities that I can think of off the top of my head. And if you complete one of those, you go down and score, it may change the, the outlook of the game. You know, I just felt like we just we missed some opportunities. I felt like we really did. You know, defensively, I I think they're continuing to play well. Um, game started off with with a, with a long run against South Alabama, playing without their starting running back. So uh, they have a backup in there, McReynolds, and a, a big run. Defense holds them to three. Uh, so it felt like things were going to go our way. You know, Southern Miss ends up uh, getting a getting a touchdown, following a, an interception, and we take the lead. But man, just. Uh, just tough, man. It really is to to sit back, but and I, but like I said, I know we're I know we're very very close. Things are going in the right direction. Coach Hall and his staffs working extremely hard. But again, what the players are doing on the field, man, they're giving a lot of effort. They're fighting every play. They're never giving up, and super proud of that for them. Going forward, Lee, you got the Warhawks in Monroe on Saturday, Thanksgiving weekend. I think there's going to be a large contingent of Southern Miss fans in Monroe as well. There there should be. But we and we mentioned this earlier in the broadcast how important we see say that every single game is. But this one now, when you're looking to get things back on track, you're looking to end the season, you know, with an above, uh, you know, above average chance of going to a bowl game, getting to that. Man, there's just a lot riding on this week. Fill in some blanks for us. No, I mean it is, and you know now you can, you can say that for three straight weeks, man. I really felt like. You know, this team was going to get that sixth win and make themselves bowl eligible. It felt like it could have come in any of the last three weeks, but it just hasn't. So it, it puts a lot of pressure on this week. And I was honestly hoping that it wouldn't happen that way. You're hoping you get that sixth win and, you know, you can play this weekend and hopefully to get the seventh. But uh, a lot indeed, Kelly, riding on this weekend. And, you know, Monroe's a, a much better improved team, although they're just four and seven on the year. They're. Uh, they're doing a lot of great things. It's going to be a, a tough road test. And, you know, I- anytime you play on the road, things are always just different. But because it's now this this regional conference, which I love, hopefully we will have a big contingent of fans that go over. Hopefully they feel the importance of what this means, you know, for this senior class, for this group to get that six win and to become bowl eligible, to give them that opportunity to, to play for a bowl, have that extra practice, and, and really get some of these guys – 
you know, an, an extra opportunity. Um, so, indeed, it is a, a big, big weekend. I, I wanted to ask you this real quick, uh, my final question for you. Everybody, every armchair quarterback, you know, is always making comments. And one thing is, well, why, why don't we stretch the field out a little bit? Why don't we throw the ball down the field more than we do? You're a quarterback. You know how personnel, you have to be able to have the personnel to, to do that. If, if you were confronted with that question and had to answer it, what, what would you say? What, do, what does a team have to be able to have talent-wise to be able to stretch out the field? You know, the thing is, I mean, you throw the ball down the field like that. I mean, they're, they're 50-50 balls, right? I mean, you, you can catch them. You can get a pass interference. I mean, there's negatives that could go wrong as well. Um, you know, it's a little, it takes a little more time for that play to develop. Therefore, protection's got to be, you know, better as well. And we did. We, we threw the ball down the field. I mean, and like I said earlier, three times to Brownlee. One I felt like was an interference call that we didn't get. One, we overthrew him. One was a jump ball he just couldn't come down with. Um, you know, again, if you complete some of those, I think you have that opportunity to stretch the field vertically as well. And and if you can run the football, it, it, it'll it open that up as well. I mean, the running game, the passing game, they go hand in hand. So you know, I think you have to have a lot of great things. We've got the talent. We've got the skill players. I feel like out wide, we're really, really good. We're just, we're just not there yet. Um, and again, I think the O-line's get, getting better. I mean, each and every week you can see. I mean, there's about 10 different guys that they can rotate in and play, but um, we're just not where we need to be yet. But uh, I, feel like we're, I feel like we're getting there. Luke? Lee, as a guy who threw to, uh, to, to Pink and Sherrod Gideon, um, Brownlee now is, is in that territory. I mean, he's statistically going to be uh, with some of his records or his uh, stats. He'll be in top five. What, where does – like not from a statistical, but like his skill set. Uh, where where does he rank, um, and and how good really are we going, to, or how much are we going to miss him as as how good he is going forward? I mean, you can say that about every big receiver that we've lost over the years, from you know Michael Thomas to Tim Jones to Quez Watkins, now Jason Brownlee. I mean, when you lose a guy like that, it it hurts, and somebody has to step up. Um, Again, I, I feel like some of these young receivers are going to be really, really good receivers. They're not to the statue of what Jason Brownlee is right now. Only one I would think might could be close would be Brandon Hayes. And Brandon Hayes gets hurt early in the year, and therefore, you know, he's out the whole year. But, I mean, guys like Ty Mims, Jalen May, um, those guys are, you know, they're, they're stepping up and making some plays. But yet, Brownlee, Brownlee's that guy. I mean, anytime you need a big play, you're looking for – Jason Brownlee across the middle, you're looking for a, a jump ball on the sideline. But he, he, he will be missed. And so for, for his sake, for the sake of this team, I hope we go play well. Um, you know, we, we need that game where we have a big day production. Last week, 295 yards passing. Wasn't that, wasn't that way this week. I feel like we need one of those games again to kind of send Brownlee out some more confidence, um, maybe help his numbers for his future and, Again, that'll. Uh, I think if we can pass the football, we'll have a chance this weekend, and that'll put us in that bowl category. Yeah, not just Brownlee, but man, you start looking at some of these seniors they named the other day, and we should note, um, Lee, that Trey Lowe was was mentioned on on Senior Day the other day. Technically, a redshirt junior, so a lot of people that kind of tells you where his direction. But but Natron Brooks, Eric Scott Jr., Quee Wan, 
Dalen Gill's played great in, in uh, you know, his one year as an Eagle. Latham has been a monster this year. Mason Hunt, you know, on, on special teams. Just so many of these these guys that you look like this is going to be a a new defense next year, you know, for Austin Armstrong. And so, how important for all these guys to get their their final win and try to get them one more game as Golden Eagles. You know, it's it's huge, and especially if you look at the linebacking guys, the ones that have played this year, plus the guys in the back end. We, we're going to lose we're going to lose a lot of tackles. We're going to lose a lot of experience. We're going to lose some, you know, competitive guys that will come up and and really knock the socks off of you. And yeah, so what a great list of seniors. And I was kind of thinking the same thing on Saturday as they were calling those names out and they're running across the field. And I'm like, man, there's another good one. There's another good one. I mean, these are guys that that we're going to miss. Um, you know, but we'll, we'll, seniors, senior day comes, and you know, that's just that's just part of it, right? You get you get five years to play four and. Uh, maybe five to play six or six to play five with the with a COVID year, um, but senior senior day does come, and you know that's why I thought that Saturday was an opportunity to try to send them out. Did not didn't happen the way we wanted it to. This Saturday will be that one. Obviously, their final game if we can't get to a bowl. But man, you mentioned uh, missed some great names, and those guys are definitely going to be missed. Hey Lee, just a minute left, but do do you have any insight on Trey Lowe? I mean, he is listed as a redshirt junior, but the fact that he comes out on senior day indicates that uh, this this could be it, right? You know, and I think Avery Hobbs falls in that same category. I mean, these these are guys that are around the program, um, and I think they wanted to be able to participate in senior day and still have that opportunity to come back, as opposed to not participating and then deciding to hang up their cleats. So I know that was a, a big decision to make but it's not a, a firm decision that they're finished. I think there will be some conversations between the coaching staff and, and those guys to see what their future holds. But, you know, yeah, if uh, if Trelo wants to come back, I'm sure the door's wide open. Same thing yeah. for Avery Hobbes and, and maybe a few more. So yeah. I hope it, hope it goes in our favor. Well, that would be the first time we'd ever have to introduce a quarterback as Dr. Trelo. Yeah, he's getting pretty close. That's, that's exactly yeah, that'd right. be all right, huh? Yeah. That would be all right. He's a, he's a special one indeed. All right, Lee, we appreciate you, man. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. We'll look uh, forward to talking to you next Monday. Hey, sounds good. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys as well. All right, Lee Roberts, everybody. We'll be back to wrap up uh, this edition of the Eagle Hour right after this. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Final segment on this Monday from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty, Kelly Sander, Nathan Lee joining us today. Happy to have you along this Thanksgiving week. Appreciate Lee Roberts joining us uh, as he always does. Every Monday. Fourth segment brought to you by for our by DBAT and D1. Located on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, dbathattiesburg.com. Sunbelt Championship game set 
Uh, before we let you know about that, just recap on uh, what happened over the weekend. Florida State easily defeats Lafayette uh, 49-17 down in Tallahassee. James Madison squeaks out a home win against Georgia State 42-40. to Appalachian State gets bowl eligible as they defeat Old Dominion and Boone 27-14. to Troy uh, defeats Monroe. 34-16. Texas State held on to defeat Arkansas State down in San Marcos, 16-13. And Marshall got a 23-10 win down in Statesboro as they defeated Georgia Southern. Of course, Coastal and Virginia, uh, that game was canceled. So that means that the championship game is set. Coastal Carolina will take on the Troy Trojans. And right now, as far as bowls look, gentlemen, James Madison at seven and three, not eligible. So Coastal at nine and one uh, is is a bowl eligible. Marshall at seven and four, bowl eligible. Appalachian State at six and five, bowl eligible. And then Troy and South Al- South Alabama at nine and two, bowl eligible. What that means is Georgia Southern five and six, Louisiana five and six, Southern Miss five and six. So it's literally going to come down not just to our last game, but two more teams' last game to see if the Eagles can get bowl eligible. But if the Eagles don't take care of it, I mean, that's the first hurdle, obviously, that you have to clear, right, is to, is to get this one against uh, Monroe on Saturday. I mean, there's so much pressure on these guys, you know. And, but still, when you think back on it at the beginning of the year, all the outsiders looking in said, sold on the Southern Miss defense, not sold on the Southern Miss offense. I think those same people would be saying the same things today. Is that reasonable? Very reasonable. You know, but, but, but if you still go to this point, all right, you one win away from all things. Forget all the, the great stuff that's happened during the season. Forget all the bad stuff that's happened during the season. If at the beginning of the year you'd say going into the last game, you could be bowl eligible. I think most Southern Miss fans, based on last year's performance, would take that. That's not where you want to be. I know that might be kind of a defeatist attitude, but it's still the truth. Bob, yes, no? Yeah, I mean, I think we were all talking about six wins. We, we thought maybe six wins would, would be a, a really good turnaround year. But it puts a lot of pressure on Saturday. It sure does. It's going to make a big, big difference whether you win that. The perception is going to be much the, different. If you win that game, mood, in case you lose. Agreed. The feeling towards the, the, the season change with the three-game winning streak. Mm. And it was when we won three in a row, everybody's like, all right, yeah, seven wins, eight wins, you know. But I mean, if, if you'll remember, we've been talking all year that six and six would be a quality finish for this team. The frustrating part is you could be eight and three mm. if you score inside the five yard line. That's what everybody's frustrated about, Coach Hall included. The other thing you have to keep in mind is, is if any of you have been following the Crap Friends USA, <laughs> lousy football teams. Oh, I yeah. mean, lousy. Texas San Antonio is about the only team worth a flip in in that conference now, and they're getting ready to leave. So the other thing you're thinking of as well, if the Eagles would have been in oh. that particular conference, hell, they'd be playing. For, they'd be playing for the them in South uh, Texas San Antonio would be playing for the division. I, I'd rather Talk. be six and six than play in this. That's one. my point. No. That's my point. So just think, just to look at what the other teams have, um, Georgia Southern host Appalachian State. And if App State wins that, Georgia Southern finishes five and seven, not bowl eligible. Uh, Louisiana's got to go on the road to San Marcos to take on Texas State. M- me personally, to your point, Kelly, we have to win. But if the Eagles were were to win, and Louisiana were to win, I just I just think that somebody's going to take Southern Miss for the reason 
that we haven't been to a bowl in a few years with the opportunity to go to a bowl, we will travel much better than Louisiana, and we would travel much better than Louisiana anyway. But you got to win first. And as bad as you, the Golden Eagle Nation makes fun of the crowds at, at M.M. Roberts, and the one against South Al, by the way, was really decent considering as cold as it was and the other excuses that people usually make. If you've been keeping up with the lack of attendance at, over in Lafayette, I mean, it's a slam dunk to take the Eagles mm-hmm. over Louisiana based on this year's. 24,032, the uh, published attendance Saturday. And I dare say at Louisiana they've been averaging, I don't know what the, we'll have to look it up on the Sunbelt Conference uh, website as to what the average attendance has been. But Louisiana, there's been nobody going to those and games. And thank you for giving kudos to the Dixie Darlings as they did. They hadn't done that for two consecutive home games. Mm-hmm. And I've been observing that, Kelly Santer. But they did, they did Saturday uh, announce the Dixie Darlings and give credit to those kids. Well, you know, the former, former, uh, leaders of the university had deemed them a, a potentially dangerous yeah. you know, outfit we were talking about that saturday and uh, <laughs> as my wife said she's right they're a big part of this university's history leave them alone 100 percent. you bet and, and kudos to the band they did a great job all year pride. at home games too i oh, love yeah. the pride. shout out to yeah. travis hega and the rest of the guys in the band all right that wraps it up until tomorrow the famous jim stump taylor joins us you know that'll be fun what else do you need that's all we need until then southern miss to, to the, the top, top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.